before we jump into today's episode. If you enjoy Live Vedanta, we have weekly opportunities to get involved in self-development with Chinmay Mission Niagara. Right now, registration is open for our free weekly classes with Vivek Ji, which commence in September. The link is in our show notes if you wish to embark on this journey with fellow like-minded seekers. We have classes for youth, classes for kids, and of course, classes for adult seekers, new and experienced alike. Okay, today's episode. How do we stay in the present? Should this be our goal or is there more? In this next episode of the Meditation in Life series, Vivekji pinpoints the cause of our challenges in living in the present. Let's listen fully as Vivekji describes both the immediate and deeper effect of the potent present. Greetings from Niagara Falls. We are teaching our son Vyasa before he eats to chant Brahmarpanam. This is Shloka 24 from Chapter 4 of Bhagavad Gita. If one has analyzed this Shloka, this is a Shloka that relates to Yajna. Yajna means to dedicate. Where there's dedication, there has to be sacrifice. And in particular, there are four factors. In every yajna, the farthest factor, as if, is the purpose. So factor number four is the purpose. Factor number three is offered. And in brackets, two. Offered two. Factor number two is offering. And naturally, factor number one is offerer. So the offerer is offering offered two. Okay, that's the locus. For a purpose. I'll put some details here so it is more visual. Vivek offers samagri. That's a mixture of wood. Offered too is the fire. And why am I doing this? To please the creator. Clear? In this shloka, what is taught is, what is the purpose? Happiness. (laughs) What is the offered to? Happiness. What is the offering? Happiness. Who is the offer? Happiness. This is what the shloka should be like. And this is the same vision that our course is trying to develop. To be contemplative in every facet of your life. Not just at the office, not just at home, not just in a room, not just with people you like, not just when you're healthy. 
but this unfragmented, this consistent vision of happiness. If one is not working towards happiness, then that's not yajna. That is selfishness. And if one is working towards happiness, that is yajna. This is this shloka in action. A couple of weeks ago, we had our pariksha. And uh, this is a reality check, no? For me, I don't know about you, but a reality check for me. <laughs> One uh, reality check that I really became aware of is how grateful I am for the notes that all of you take, and particularly our writers take and share. The content in this course from this text is immense. And it's hard to track all of that when you have four other listeners and writers, it becomes more manageable. Last week, we were focusing on our thoughts. And this is not new. We've been studying this for a year and a half. In this review, what Swami Chinmayananda shared with us is, as your insight, so your identification. We often hear, as you think, so you develop. Yes. But if you go behind this framework, it's as your insight, so your identification. If you have the insight that thoughts are dependent, you don't identify with them as much. If you don't have that insight, you don't have that knowledge, then every thought that flows into the mind is you. And we just go up and down, up and down. Perpetual noise. As your insight, the more you know about these equipments, you don't identify with them. As yourself, you identify with them as equipments then. That is totally different. Having a thought and being a thought is quite different. Having anger and being anger is quite different. We're now on chapter 30, the present moment. We've made it to chapter 30, <laughs> at least in uh, numbers. The more we perceive, the more we identify, the less we observe. If there's lots and lots and lots of perception around you, you identify with all of that. And in identifying with all of that, you can't observe all of that. It's like at the local cinema. Now for every movie, you get to choose your seats in advance. And which are the best seats in the cinema? Sort of... Not the front, like three quarters back. Yes? Because if you're in the front, you're perceiving more. There's more lights, there's more sound, so you identify with that more. There's a, an overstimulation. You can't observe the movie, right? But if you perceive less, when you're sitting three quarters back, you can filter more of that light, that sound. You don't identify with it as much. You can observe the movie. 
This is very much in line with another thought we explored. The less you touch, the less you think. The more you touch, the more you have to think about that. Our perception pulls us to the past and the future. How the past? When we remember pleasures, pleasures are perceptions. When we remember pleasures, those remembrances deepen our vasanas. Think about the last time you had Varapal in Mumbai. The more you think about it, the more you, you can go to any city in Bharat, but you just have this flight track that's taking you to Mumbai. And there's so many ashrams and mandirs in Mumbai, but where do you go first? To the streets, right? And you get sick right away. <laughs> right? The more you remember that. The more you remember someone whom you cared about or care about who's not alive anymore, the more you're living in the past, no? <laughs> the best way to live for them is not in the past, but to move forward. So as we think about lightening our vasanas, to be careful about what you're remembering. Our remembrances are often of pleasures. And if I remember that, I'm going to plan for that too. So that takes me to the future. We tend to dream of pleasures. The next uh, American holiday is Memorial Day, right? We're dreaming about Memorial Day weekend or Easter weekend in Canada. How late you're going to sleep in. How much TV you're going to watch. When you dream about pleasure, you become irrational. Yes? You forget why you're uh, in that place. You forget your responsibilities. We often hear that regrets of the past or anxieties of the future pull us from the present moment. I'm making this more tactile. It's simply remembering pleasure and dreaming about pleasure that takes us away from the present moment. I'm not even talking about serious matters, about I hurt this person or I have to pay my mortgage uh, three years from now. I'm simply talking about pleasure. And we're gone from the present moment. The antakarana, which is made up of the mind, memory, intellect, ego. In this chapter, what is shared is all of our memories... All of our past is just an imagination. Think long and hard about that. All that has happened to us prior to right now, right now, right now, is an imagination. In this context, it's good to be Dora, right? The movie is called Finding Dora, where she has a short-term memory, correct? <laughs> <laughs> we've only experienced the present. It's impossible otherwise. So all of what has happened in the past, 
what is the past? How is this so real when you've only experienced the present? And I'm consciously using the word imagined because that's what it sounds like right now. Vivekji is talking about another abstract idea. But for those who are serious about this, this imagination turns into visualization. It's up to you. If what I'm sharing is a story, Ramayana is a story, right? But for those who think long and hard, Ramayana is not a story. This is history. That's where the imagination turns into visualization. And the evolution of visualization is you start to feel that you never had a past. And if you feel you never have a, had a past, where do you live then? When do you live then? Right here, right now. No emotional baggage. No regrets of the past. No arrogance of the past. No vices. One is light and free. It's like going to the airport just for a day trip. You have no bag other than what's on your back, right? Those are the best trips. You go, you come back. You're, you're free. I don't know what other word to use. This is the potency of the present. And very logically, as I keep sharing, we will die in the present also. We say we're going to die in the future, but that's not true. We're going to die in the present, correct? We were born in the present also. All has happened in the present. And this is why in Srimad Bhagavatam, time is known as Bhagavan. Please listen to this carefully because too many teachers share live in the present. But the present is still an ideation of time. It's still a gauge and a measure of time. In Sanatana Dharma, our scriptures teach us that time is Bhagavan. And so what happens is the present deepens or evolves to the presence. Did you catch me? The present is still relative. As soon as you experience the present, it becomes the past. But what holds the present is presence. In the chat room, share some visualizations or some images of time. When you think of time, what images come to your mind? What visualizations? Sacred or otherwise. Yes, a clock. Definitely. Hourglasses, night. Mahadev, the Milky Way. Keep going. Let's see who's going to get it. Some of you are so close. Okay, here's your hint. Ready? <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> Did you get it now? Yes. Bhagavan Narayana's 
Chakra is time. And if you follow time to the present, imagine that chakra is the present. When you go deeper into that chakra, where is that chakra? On Bhagavan Narayana. Is Bhagavan Narayana. The presence. This presence is that which is beyond the Triputi. Triputi means experienced, experiencing, experiencer. In presence, there is no Triputi, which means there's no three factors. In fact, there's no Dvaita. There's only being. The presence is being. Was always being, will always be being. And we use such references only because we're hooked on time. If you study Tattva how does Acharya Shankara dis- define Sat? That which was, that which is, that which will be. But he's using time as a reference. He's using that which is finite to explain that which is infinite. Only because of that hook. In presence, there is no time. The take away the highlight of everything that's been shared so far, thus far, we can be enlightened any moment. Because enlightenment, that presence is in this moment, is this moment. So don't postpone. When you're 60, I'm told. (laughs) Uh, you're supposed to celebrate, I think it's called your Shashti Purti, which means the 60th year and there's supposed to be fullness at that time. And how people interpret this is, now I'm full of pleasure, possession, and position, so now I'll focus on peace. For all of those who have lived like that, how's that going for you? (laughs) That fullness is only physical if you've lived like that. And, and why someone live like that is because they are focusing on time slash the present. Instead of going deeper, the presence is where one can and will be enlightened. So don't live in the present. Live in the presence. If you enjoyed what you heard or want to learn more, share this episode with a friend or find us online at facebook.com slash cmniagara. For those on the journey of self-development, Chinmaya Mission Niagara provides a community forum for seekers to listen, reflect, and contemplate. This podcast is produced by the Young Adults of Chinmaya Mission, an international nonprofit working to transform individuals through the knowledge of Vedanta. Until next time, inspire, love, be.